Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell. Uh, we're talking about Thursday, April 15th, NHL action. Uh, DJ, we got some bets. We've got some DFS. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's Thursday. We have uh, nine games, which is an exciting slate. I feel like we've been uh, kind of back and forth between the little bit shorter slates and the bigger ones. So nine games, all of them ending or all of them start times at 8.30 or earlier on the East Coast. So we'll get to bed early, uh, hopefully win a lot of money. I'm sure we'll all win all of the money. I feel like we've been pretty hot lately. I'm not, you know, I'm not, not, not going not gonna to toot our horn too much. Um, I think we've been doing pretty good. So I, I'm excited to make more money tonight. I mean, hey, uh, Tuesday was a great time to be ahead of the Anthony Mantha train. Uh, you know, Ovi also did it for us. So uh, all things caps uh, coming up. So, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's been a you know good stretch Taylor, for us here. Taylor Hall hat trick was just not quite getting there. But <laughs> but all right, Matt, anything you want to get us started with here? Yeah, I mean, uh, before we get into the action on uh, Thursday, let's talk a little bit about Prize Picks. They are the title sponsor of this show. Uh, so what you need to do is you need to go on over to prizepicks.com and use promo code MMN when you sign up. Uh, when you sign up, you'll see a bunch of options for you to create your entries. Uh, the entries are very simple. You pick across sports, you know, within sports if you want, um, and you pick a single player, whether they go over or under their fantasy score. Uh, you get three points for a goal in hockey, you get two points for an assist, and you get a half point for a shot on goal or a blocked shot. It's that simple. Uh, no need, you know, there's no need to know fancy analytics or anything. You just need to know is this player going to score? Is he going to put up a bunch of points? Uh, and will he go over or under that listed score? Uh, you're not competing against other, you know, other players, other, you know, you're just competing against the board. It's you versus the board. And that's what the appeal is. It's very fun. Uh, so make up to uh, five picks per entry. And if you win, you get up to 10x your entry fee. So again, use promo code MMN when you sign up at prizepicks.com. So DJ, uh, let's head on over into this Thursday action. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the Islanders at the Boston Bruins. Both uh, teams made some pretty big deadline deals that we already discussed um, as we got to most of them last time. But the Islanders, we didn't get into too much detail. They pick up Paul Mary and Zajac and didn't do exactly what we expected. Uh, things could probably move around a little bit here, but um, we'll get to that as we talk about it. Overall here, I kind of leaning slightly towards the Boston money line and the under. I'm not incredibly, incredibly strong on it. I, I, you know, I could see the reason to believe that Boston isn't quite there, but right now at minus 120, if it sticks around there and we do get Tuka Rask back, which is probable or expected, and Kevin Miller, the, the Bruins are probably the better team here. I think more often than not, it almost a pick them. I kind of like them. Um, even though they just barely squeaked one out against the Sabres, I do think the Bruins will continue to get better. And these players that are joining them will continue to kind of find their niche. Uh, Mike Riley might be an overlooked asset that they picked up. I actually think there's a bit of uh, meat on that bone there. And it's really going to shore up a very, very weak defense that obviously without McAvoy and as they get Grizzly back and stuff, they can come back to form. So Matt, what are you thinking here overall? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing, I mean, I would want to side with the Islanders here, you know, basically even odds and they are, I, I think they've been playing much better than Boston has. Um, but the reasons that you mentioned, you know, Tuca coming back, uh, Charlie McAvoy drawing back into the lineup on Tuesday and looking like he's, you know, at full strength um, and then a couple of pieces like Taylor Hall and, uh, Mike Riley actually looking, you know, pretty competent, obviously Hall didn't score, but his line had a great game. So um, that's enough for me to, I think, stay away from this one. 
Um, the, the under seems in play, you know, under five and a half. Um, if you buy it, the matchups between these two teams have actually been pretty up-tempo, so maybe there's an over in there. Um, but I just seem to, you know, I trust the goaltending here. And there's not a ton that I really uh, think is, you know, a great action or anything. So uh, looking at player props, is there anything that sort of stands out to you from on the player front? Uh, I mean, nothing that's really, really strong. Uh, guys like Pasternak and, and Bergeron have been decent rate shooters, but nothing that I've been at jumping on, especially with Pasternak being a pretty habitual three and a half over under against the Islanders. It just seems like you could find better bets down the board with like nine games on the slate. Am I really going to throw in? Yeah. It's like, you're kind of like beating your head against the wall. There's not one player that I think has a supreme value by any stretch. Um, Maybe you could talk me into Craig Smith plus 320 for a goal. Uh, I do think playing with Taylor Hall and Krejci, he should be the primary shot taker. Um, It's not confirmed yet, but it did look that way the first time out. Uh, Taylor Hall, what he does really well is drive play through the neutral zone and start the kind of the play in the offensive zone. And Krejci is a pass first guy, uh, especially later in his career, even more so than ever. And Craig Smith has been like from his draft class to now one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. So not that he's the same player he's once was, but I think at 320, it's a very fair bet. Um, might be one of the better values here. But other than that, there's not a lot that I'm going crazy about. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, Craig Smith is finally scoring goals, but he's not taking shots. So it's like if the yeah, shots keep uh, coming, you know, if he, if he turns back on the shot funnel, yeah. uh, maybe he, you know, maybe he sees some more volume and that sort of offsets the bit of a shooting percentage dip we would expect, you know, his last, uh, I think he has four goals in his last four games, like, you know, playing real, real good hockey. And yeah, you mentioned that line. They're, they're nice. Um, David Pasternak <clears throat> feels a bit broken. Um, you watched him play against the Sabres. He didn't really look confident shooting. Uh, he missed many one-timers like, you know, he yeah, and Ovechkin are sort of the prototypical. Yeah. Yeah. He and he and Ovechkin are like the prototypical guys. You're like, Oh, the, you know, feed up over, and they're just going to make solid contact on it from wherever, um, you know, even if it's not a perfect pass and pasta just has been flubbing those. Um, it, it's been, it's been a rough go of it. I don't hate the unders on Pasternak. If you're, you know, if you really just, if you, if you buy the Islanders, like I do, I think, um, uh, I'll need to look into that one a little more, but I do think that Pasternak is the one guy that could have some really you know, good odds um, that I'm just not that confident in. So uh, this game feels like a general stay away, maybe lean toward the under of the five and a half. Uh, let's go over from there into the Devils at the Rangers. Um, I should not be allowed to talk about this game, given this is a pure rematch of what happened on Tuesday. Um, and the majority of my my personal betting action on Tuesday was uh, pieces of this game to go over. Uh, luckily, Panarin scored, which which sort of you know offset some of my losses there. Um, so, DJ, what are your thoughts on the over/under of five and a half in this one, and then the Rangers at minus two ten coming off of a two nothing shutout of these same Devils? Yeah, and you know I was on the under, and I was right. But really, if you look at the metrics, I should not have been. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the higher expected goals games. I think what of the seven we had or six we had, it was yeah, the second, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and pat myself on the back too hard. Um, Shesterkin was just the right call and got it done. And the Rangers just couldn't quite bury all the goals they should have. So I'm okay with going to the over here. Um, I'm pretty 50-50 on it. I probably just stay away from it in general. Um I, I would side with the Rangers side, but I think, you know, more interesting is the DFS angle of getting the cheap doubles in this matchup because we really know exactly 
who was going to be on the ice and what they're doing. Um, a guy like Ty Smith, I, I, I'm not probably taking him to score, even though his plus, uh, you know, 750 is, is pretty good, but he's been shooting a ton on um, really been a very solid rate shooter for them. And, you know, we're going to, I think Jack Hughes kind of back to form that we saw him earlier in the year when we were kind of smashing those bets. Um, his to score odds and stuff like that at 3:30, it's not incredibly enticing. It's not terrible, uh, but his shot prop is something I'm going to probably target out of this game. He has been really more of a focal point in the shooting as of late. So I want to get back in on that. Uh, other than that, you know, any of these Rangers I think makes sense. You know, they're top yeah, I mean, five guys are really seeing the, the stuff, but yeah, I'll pass it to you. Yeah, so I mean, on the Rangers side, I mean, I think it's very, uh, it's very obviously like you need to pick between the top two lines and what do you do there? But it all runs through Adam Fox right now. Like he's playing some amazing hockey. Picked up another two assists, uh, you know, last time out. He's been crushing the Ranger, uh, the Devils. So you know, on the season, he's got thirty nine points in forty one games. He's got six points in five games against the Devils. But even more impressively. He has 15 shots and 10 blocks in those five games. Like that's five blocks and shots per game. That's well above his season average, of course. Um, so when you're talking about a guy who, you know, has point upside, he has the sort of floor you look for in fantasy. Like, I think, you know, if you can find Adam Fox shot props, uh, they're a very good bet. I believe I saw him at over two on FanDuel, um, you know, at even odds-ish. Like that's a very good bet in my opinion. And then any points, you know, things like that. The offense right now is just going through him. He's playing some amazing hockey. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like Adam Fox here. I'm slightly less in on the over-under. You know, some of the numbers did uh, fall down a little bit based on that most recent game, um, maybe the 10th game coming off or whatever. I tend to look at things in 10-game samples just because things change so rapidly, especially this year, um, that it's nice to get a sort of, you know, view of where your team's currently at. Um, so I, I think I'll stay away from the over under, but I do love the Rangers side here, you know, and yeah. as far as, oh, no. go ahead. I'm sorry. Jacob Truba block shots. If you can get it over <laughs> two, are you, he has been on your blocking shots, man. I mean, does, does not stop, uh, for anyone. Yeah, like, so he's, he's the bane of been over assistance. three blocks in the past, what, like six games. And I, yeah, it's just been, uh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just laying in front of the goalie. Just... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like he might as well strap on the pads at yeah. some point. Um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of, that's the sort of thing. Like, um, I promise you, the bookmakers are not putting a ton of thought into uh, those sort of lines. You know, when you find them on these defensive type defensemen, uh, Jacob Truba. The reason I've never been a big fan of him is because he's never had strong territorial stats besides the half a year he played with Josh Morrissey in Winnipeg and, you know, like I've just been a Morrissey guy. So I don't know, like in general, like, he's not that interesting, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I would have like write notes to each other, like, like love letters. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much they miss playing with each other. Yeah. Well, Chuba, Chuba had to move. Uh, he wanted to move because I think his uh, now fiance maybe went to, went to uh, med school. So Maybe, oh. maybe there's a little bit of like, uh, you know, uh, jealousy there. Like, oh, you, you made me leave, you know, Josh yeah. for, for, for this. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Besmirching the name, a good name of the Winnipeg medical schools, because I will not have that on the podcast. <laughs> the, but, parks, the parks and the med schools that you just, oh God, you, you can't say bad things about that in Winnipeg. Cannot do it. All right. All right. We can move on from that. We got a lot of good information there. We can get Let's over to the, the main event of the slate, the Buffalo Sabres at the Washington Capitals. I mean, 
everyone's jamming Buffalo, but Matt, what are you thinking here? I mean, I mean, the question is the over under five and a half. How many goals yeah. does Alex can score? Uh, five and a half. <laughs> like that seems exactly. like a pretty good line. Well, um, his son's going to come out and score the half a goal for him. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, it, it, honestly, no, like I think Washington could score five. Like I, I, I don't think that's even like the Sabres will almost definitely not have either of their starters and you know, Carter Hutton is a bona fide backup, but he's definitely out. Olmark is probably out. That that brings in Tukarski, or we might see the first game start for uh, Michael Hoser. Um, oh my god! Like they're they're, they're dead. Uh, like they're, they do not have an NHL starting goalie. And, yeah, Olmark, and they do not hurt. have an NHL starting team. Um, yep. Like I, I, I'm definitely not taking the Sabres here. It was a joke for sure, but I, you know, I, I just like how many onslaught capital lineups can I make? I mean, it sucks because the Sabres have been playing just fine. Like they, I mean, they yeah. looked good yeah. against the, like they looked fine against the Bruins. They looked great, but they, I were, mean, they, got they played respectably. Doors blown off in the second period. And Olmark, we I mean, know yeah. Olmark's been the guy there for them. And in the first, in the first five minutes, I think he tweaked something and left the ice. And yeah, uh, yeah he's not likely to play here. So that's that's a big deal when you're going to guys like you said, uh, Michael Hauser and Dustin Tokarski. Like, come on, um, yeah. Washington minus three hundred. This feels like the classic puck line bet. Um, I I don't hate it. I I don't love it either. Like I do kind of think that there might be a little oversold Mm. on just how bad Buffalo will be. That said, Mm. I mean, let's talk about some of these player props because, you know, when, when you give me Ovechkin at reasonable odds to score against the Sabres, I I think I just take those, Um, you know, minus 124, you parlay that up a couple of times. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, just, yeah. You know, keep it running. Um, any other players sort of uh, stand out to you? Uh, I mean, I kind of like a multi-point Ovechkin game. Um, just go with that. I, I, I like stacking up the power play in any variety with Ovechkin, even if you, like, Mantha wasn't in the first power play, which is the, the, kind of the knock on him, even though he went off. I really like the idea of doing a little Mantha ovechkin uh, Carlson action. Um I probably, if, if I'm getting crazy with a goal prop, I'm going back to Tage Thompson at plus 450. Um, I think the Capitals could give up a decent amount against defensively. They've been good. They've been actually a lot better as of late. So I'm okay with that. And then for shot props over on Ovi is going to be the easiest. Yep. It's kind of about this. I kind of like TJ Yoshi when you can find him. Yeah. Um, I've seen him at over one and a half on uh you know some he had five shots on goal last game and the reason i like him is that he is playing with backstrom now you know they've sort of stopped um trying to you know with lars eller out they were sort of like hey you kind of need to be a center for us uh they're not doing that anymore he played with backstrom last game you know hit five shots i definitely think that if they're hanging a you know over one and a half you just take that at whatever you know whatever juice odds you get um and you just parlay it up you know you, you sort of increase your turn by doing that so um, there's really not much more we need to say here. Ovechkin no. is obviously a go. You want to get a lot of Washington pieces, and you can pretty much stack whoever you want with Ovechkin because he plays with everyone on the power play. Um, right, so you don't right. need to feel constrained to just Kuznetsov, uh, just Tom Wilson, or just John Carlson. Like you can get these second power play guys in there and feel pretty good about it. So uh, let's let's uh, put the put the pen in that one for now, and let's get over to Nashville at Carolina. Yeah. Nashville. Were you about to say something? No, no, no. I was oh, okay. In Nashville. Yeah. Oh my God. Like Nashville laid a hurting 
on Tampa, a seven to two victory on Tuesday. Uh, they now face this Carolina team. Um, you know, arguably Carolina has been much better than Tampa has as of late, but Carolina at minus one ninety five, Nashville yeah. plus one sixty. Uh, what are you doing with this one? I'm waiting to see a goalie confirmation. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I mean, it should be UC Soros. So <clears throat> if you're a betting man and most people listening are probably are, you just take Nashville right now because there could, there's, I guess, you know, some speculation or maybe the books are like, well, Soros started last game, but <clears throat> he's been really riding as many games as possible for them as they fight for a playoff spot. So yeah, give me, give me Nashville plus 160 if Soros is in net. Uh, Carolina's great team, but this is a much more even matchup right now with the way Soros and the, the natural predators are playing um, than the, the books are giving it credit for. I like the under as well here. It's not super strong, like Carolina, you know, especially if, if Rene is in net, um, then it, it very much changes in my eyes. And I'm, I, cause I think Carolina should be expected to score a good amount of goals here on a normal situation. Um, but just <laughs> the way Soros is playing, then like, I can't do it. It's, it's, it's just nuts. I mean, um, yeah, it, it really is. So the one saving grace is that I think Carolina has been playing just about as well as any team in the league right now. They're generating tons of offense, like you said. Um, so, you know, I'm sort of inclined to just, uh, to, to go with it and just say, Hey, um, you know, Aho, Chochak, like now you're on the power play, you're playing with some good guys at five on five. There's no more Brock McGinn sort of, uh, you know, like perfectly fine players, but not like these offensive, you know, dynamo types. Um, like, hey, you know, Aho, you go out there with uh, <laughs> Svechnikov and uh, I keep trying to remember who he's playing with right now, but Trocek with Niederreiter. Was and HS. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like that, I think could work. Um, but I don't know, like their prices in DFS just don't interest me. Um, so, yeah. yeah I, I don't really know what to do with this because I also don't want to play Saros because the wheels are going to fall off sooner than later. Right. Yeah. Like he's going to have a bad game. Um, yeah. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, this game in DFS is kind of a stay away for me. I mean, look, because yeah. of the prices, I mean, there's look. like a couple of natural guys <laughs> that I think are worth considering cheap, but it's not something I'm going to force into my lineups. It's like, Oh, I'm, because, because I think the thing is, is if you're playing Nashville and you get like one or two guys, like you almost got to play Yossi with them. I mean, yeah. watching him just, he makes the offense run. Uh, one of those assists he had uh, against Tampa was just him making the perfect pass down the ice for like a breakaway attempt. And I, I'm just, he's, he's incredible. He, he really <laughs> is. The one um, Supreme DFS value is Ryan Ellis, um, like to where you could just play him solo mm-hmm. because he is just awesome. Um, he is, yes. you know, bonus upside with minutes and multi points at 4k. You're just not going to find that. So. Yeah, 4K is just way too cheap for for a guy of his stature. You know, just what he's done in the league. I mean, you know, this isn't some award or whatever, but, like, he's just so much more deserving of this. And against a team like Carolina that pushes the pace, takes a ton of shots, he's very much so in play in, you know, DFS. I think he's a great player. So enough with that one. Um, Gunned ahead. Do you go with Nashville? I kind of do. I kind of do. Plus 160, I think I go Nashville. Uh, All right. Let's get over to a heavyweight battle between Florida plus 145 and Tampa minus 175. Uh, Big news out of Florida on Tuesday was that Carter Verhage is out week to week with an injury. Um, In his stead, Anthony DeClaire returned to the top line. um, And Jonathan Huberto also joined Alex Barkov there. So, 
that's some news out of Florida on the Tampa side, you know, coming off that seven to two loss. Some of it's arguably because Curtis McElhaney was in goal. Uh, we should get Vasilevsky for this one. Um, so what are you doing with this? Is this another upset in the making or do you think Tampa finally writes the ship? I, I just, I hate betting on this kind of stuff because I like, I still think Tampa is one of the best teams in the league, even though they're playing this poorly. It's, they're really trying is, to prove you wrong. <laughs> they're really trying to prove me. It's been very frustrating. So I think with the odds, the way they are, I'm very inclined to bet Florida here, even on the road, because it's not that far, but also because um, the way they've been playing, it's just been so good. And the goaltending has been so good. And Tampa has been so broken, but eventually Tampa's going to write the ship and it could happen any night. Now. Um, I think Florida gun to head again, like you're saying, I like it. I'm probably not going to bet it personally. Um, as I, I, I don't know. I say that, but then I'm like, why am I taking Nashville? If I'm not taking Florida, it's like, what, what am I doing here? So I like the Florida. Uh, I kind of just like the under more than anything else. Tampa's really kind of mellowed out with what pace they're running. Um, I kind of expect Stamkos to be out again and Verhage out, you know, it kind of threw a kind of a wrench in what everyone was doing. So Florida looked, especially because Florida looked really bad in the third period against Dallas. Um, they got the Dallas tied the game up. They ended up winning in overtime, but we're, we're kind of burying the lead here. Um, <laughs> if you will, on, on this entire game, even though I like the under there, there's a Supreme probably top end uh, value on this entire slate. Matt, I just want to pass to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna bark off it over, right to you right now. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, our boy Frankie Vetrano, um, just the shot king himself, is now on the top power play for Florida. Um, it sort of was an open question of what would happen just with all these new pieces coming in, and of course, the loss of Carter Verhage, you know, very obviously opens up a spot on that power play, and Frankie V filled it. And, you know, that's really, I think, all you need to know about the situation. Um, He's just such a good player in terms of his shot rate and in terms of his his shot quality. Like, he's one of those rare unicorns where, you know, he's actually a guy who will pull the trigger a ton, but he's also a guy who can finish, you know, with the best of them. Like, he doesn't require a ton of shots to score goals. Um, So when he gets the minutes, that's where you want to jump on Frankie V. He played 18 minutes last game. He's firmly in the top six playing alongside a very good playmaker and Alex Wenberg. Um, and like we said, if he's on that top power play, I think you just jam him in. So in DFS, he's far too cheap. His goal prop though, plus 270 to score a goal. I like Anthony Sorelli and there's actually an argument to, you know, for him because he played on the top line with point and plot uh, and also on the power play with those two and Sergeyev and Hedman. Um, but they should not have the same goal prop. Like Sorelli is not as nearly as good a goal scorer as Frankie V is. Um, so I love this Frankie V shot, uh, you know, this goal prop and wherever you can find a shot prop, his shot total prop as well, because um, oh, yeah, Toronto is going to be that. one of the best guys on the slate for value, um, in my opinion. Yeah, he would be tied for the lead for goals in the Sabres, in case you're wondering where you could fit in. Um, just playing 12 minutes a night. <laughs> yeah, playing 12 minutes a night, but yeah, 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 he would be tied with Reinhardt for the most goals in the Sabres. And yeah, for everything you just said, it, it, Retrano night is here. Um, I will definitely go over to FanDuel just to try to look if I can get a shot prop, which of course isn't up yet because FanDuel has decided not to put him up anymore while we record because baseball's here, I guess, or something. 
But if there's two and a half, even if it's three, maybe I would consider it. Would, it would not be a three. I promise you that. Yeah, yeah it'll be okay. a two and a half. You're right. All right. Sometimes they get carried away. I, I just, you know, just to, just in case, just in case someone's getting crazy over there on the duel. <clears throat> All right. And uh, I guess the last thing to note for Florida, we should see the debut of Brandon Montour. Um, I don't know what to make of it. DJ tried to sell me on the idea of him being on the top power play. Just and I just buy it. I will never buy that because they Keith don't Yandel, like Yandel, but they don't like him. I don't know what I get it. They don't like him at five on five, but he is the definition of a power play specialist, buddy. Like he, he, he plays so much time on ice on their power play. It's ridiculous. Like, I just, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. winning this one. I don't mind being wrong, but I just, so, Fine. you know, Montour is a guy in Buffalo. When he got the run, he put up good floor stats. He's a cheap guy in DFS. This should be one of those matchups where, you know, if, if the game hits the over, Montour should play 20-ish minutes. It could be a fun one. He could get some power play two run. Um, but I'm just not banking on it. But, uh, you know, he's, he's one of our personal favorites. So I got to yeah, shout yeah. out the boy Brandon Montour. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we kind of forgot, like, who replaced Verhege at five on five, and that was Declare, who actually saw 18 minutes. Um, with Barkov, so oh yeah, yeah just that just did to, happen. We didn't. We did not even say that, and I feel like we'd be remiss that you know, plus two eighty five to score. You're not going to get many props for him, but um, you know, if you like Marshman, um, he's not as cheap. He was very cheap in DFS, though. He is uh, three yeah. two. So I'm, if uh, you do, if you are going in on that game, which I'm not super high on myself, like I said, I kind of like the under yeah, here, but. I, I lean toward the over. I honestly do. And I lean toward uh, Florida as well. So, uh, you know, okay. I, I will probably have some Florida pieces in my lineups. Um, okay. All right. Let's get over to Philly at Pittsburgh classic rivalry. Um, Philly coming off an absolute shellacking um, of course, because you know, I was going to say that's just normal when they win <laughs> because you know, every other day, apparently they're just giving up 10 goals and it's normal now. Um, and Pittsburgh gets the, you know, the fortunate break of getting to play them here. Pittsburgh minus 165 uh, over under, of course, a six and a half. DJ, I think we were on the over the last time Philly yeah. played. Even though it's the only five, it's hell, it's the only six, let alone like the others are all five and a half. Like, let's just take the over six and a half. Yep. And let's wherever the goals come from, they come from, but it's Philly. They're going to give up goals. But I think they're going to score some goals too here. So, um, yep. you know, talk to me a little bit about this Pittsburgh side and maybe some Jeff Carter news or whatever you got. Yeah. And I mean, Jeff Carter joins the team and uh, should be on the second line with McCann. And I am going to blank here. Um, was it Rodriguez? I can oh, pull it actually, up. yeah, I actually don't have it. Up on. In front of me. I, I will, I will pull it. I, I was trying to pull it up and I was on the wrong Twitter feed, but I will pull it up. But anyways, Carter comes over. He did not take a first power play spot, which I would say it would be expected. Um, you know, they, they've been pretty cemented there with the can on the first unit. It's looked awesome. Um, so he was with um, Zucker, um, Zucker, okay. yeah, Zucker, yep. Carter, McCann. <clears throat> so that I, I don't really think that hurts McCann in any variety, even though Carter has been a pretty decent rate shooter. I mean, I think he's in play here, even though I kind of made fun of the deal a bit. <clears throat> I think he's definitely in play in DFS. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm super high on the, the score prop. I don't think you'll see more than 14, 15 minutes here. Um, he's just not that player anymore. So I'm not going to go crazy about it, but I love the over. I, I kind of like getting some connecting action on, on the back end. Like I mentioned, I think he's kind of back, even though it's, you know, it's been a little hit or miss. 
I think in this matchup here, I, I don't mind going with you know, five guys in a lineup um, for this one. I don't know if it'll be under owned in any variety. We're, obviously, we're you know, not getting even to the trade Kensel coming off a hat trick game, uh, Crosby <laughs> being Sidney Crosby or anything like that. Those are the obvious things here. Brian Russ being broken. I'm not even going to get to that. But um, is there anything on the Philly side that we should get to? I'm not sure if there's any breaking news. Yeah, or anything, I mean, but... so we don't have concrete news or anything on Philly, which is obviously unfortunate because, you know, coming off an 8-1 to loss, you would expect things to change. Uh, they did have an off day on Wednesday. So we'll have to stay tuned to uh, morning skate, though. I think you touched on the guy on Philly that I want to target, though, uh, Travis Konechny. Um, <laughs> he's been shooting a lot as of late. Um, he just looks better. Uh, we also talked about this before, um, you know, before Tuesday's slate as well. Um, but he's just, I think he's the guy there. Um, I found his shot prop over two on FanDuel at, I think, even money on Tuesday. I've been riding that for, for a week or so now, um, and it's been good to me. So I think Konechny is a great bet here. He seems to be back in the good graces. Now, of course, you just got to check in on the morning skate because, who knows if you're going to wake up and it's going to be, oh, well, Shane Goss is where it's the problem. He's, you know, he's back in the press yep. box. You know, it could be Travis Konechny this time. Like, who knows? It's it's never the goalies, though. It's never the goalies that are giving up eight goals a game that are the problem because you can't no. just put them in the press box. So, I don't know. I Like, <clears throat> I do yeah. like this game, though. So, yeah, g- give me give me the over um, and give me some Philly, honestly, over Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not sure I'm brave enough to bet it, but I do lean that way. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the thing. I'm not just, I'm not spending up in the FS for the Pittsburgh first line uh, because I'm very afraid of Brian Rust and how uh, not good he's been as of late. It's been real tough. Um, he's been really getting by with some, you know, uh, let's say good percentages while he's on the ice. And I would just prefer to take, you know, Jared McCann and Crystal Tang or whatever, if I want some top power play exposure. Um which could be dangerous because Gensel and Crosby could burn me. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, last seven o'clock game here are our favorites. Uh, Winnipeg Jets on a road back to back, taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs here minus one eighty. I, I don't really know what to say. I, I get it. It's, it's Winnipeg, and they've been fine. Um, but this seems like they are just ripe for an absolute spanking here. I don't know yeah, about you. I, I, I don't know why I think the same thing, but I definitely do. I think the five and a half is just so because it's hella buck for Scamble that the odds yeah. are just, they're very much expecting that. And they both been very, very, very like Winnipeg isn't a corpse by any means, but hella buck has been dragging them um, to just it, 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 from like being a fine team to like a borderline playoff team to like a shoe in to make the playoffs and maybe mm-hmm. take that two seed and secure it. Um, you know, great on him, but nevertheless, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm stacking Toronto. Yes, sir. Um, that's really I think that's where it begins with me. Austin Matthews minus one fifteen to score. I know it's you know whatever longish odds. He's coming off a real poor game against Calgary, but Winnipeg is not Calgary. <laughs> like I like. Calgary plays a structured type system. Winnipeg wants to go up and down the ice with, with Toronto and you know that they can do that. Like they can absolutely score off the rush and this, that, the other thing. Um, But Matthews has made them pay. He has almost five shots per game against them this year. Like he has four goals in six games. Like I think that Matthews is a great bet to score a goal here. 
um, to, to score yet another goal. And it's just incredible season, 32 goals in 40 games. Um, and I would even write off, you know, four or five of those games when he literally had a bum wrist, his coach was saying, yeah, he's not going to shoot much, but he can do the other things. So, you know, he's out there, like he is scoring like an absolute machine here. Um, so yeah, I'm not usually a guy who goes around picking goal props, but Austin Matthews here, I think is a very special circumstance that will absolutely make my final betting card, uh, on Thursday. So <clears throat> give me that any other Toronto news we should uh, touch on before getting to, uh, you know, any other games or any other thoughts. Uh, I mean, news, they, they got Felino, but he still can't play, right? No, he right. can't play. I think there's at least one or two more games of that. I think Olchenyak played way more minutes than I think we anticipated on Tuesday. Um, yeah, that's true. Out at almost 18, playing with Marner and um, Matthews. So if you love Matthews, I think that it's more than fair to think that they could do some damage five on five. The other, I guess, news that maybe we didn't discuss was that Hyman was on the first power play. Maybe we didn't know it for sure. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, we had no idea. So We had no, I had no idea on Tuesday. Yeah, I couldn't remember if we had any indication. So Hyman, first power play, I, I imagine that should stick. They didn't score anything, but uh, I, I kind of like it to stick. He's plus 280 to score. Um, doubt you're going to find many shot props on him, but he has been shooting a ton. Um, yeah, no, maybe, he's, maybe he's been good. But yeah, if you look at like the expected goals per game over the last 10, Matthews and Tavares have actually been two of the top guys. Um, so I kind of like the idea of doing a little Tavares, Matthews, Hyman, Riley, which is expensive, obviously. But I guarantee if you look at all my lineups tomorrow, it's going to be in it. Um, so with all of that being said, we love Toronto. I'm considering betting the line, but I almost like the over more than the under here. Um, even though it's two really, really good goalies, you know, it's not, I, I, I kind of think the Jack Campbell train is going to come off the rails a little bit. Like I can see him giving up two or three here and Toronto just getting three or four. And we're kind of looking yeah, so, back at this and saying like, why didn't we go over? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really like the over here. Um, and I also like the Toronto side. Like, I do like Campbell looked thing. bad over the last two. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Jack it, Campbell, Toronto answers. savior. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's no goalie in Toronto has ever performed poorly under pressure. So, you know, just, you know, never like, don't even get that thought out of your head. So um, the one note on Winnipeg that I did want to cover was that using Wednesday's game as a guide, uh, Mason Appleton got some run with the first power play unit, you know, with no Blake Wheeler, they had been using Andrew Kopp there. Um, Kopp is just not a very interesting player to us. I think, <laughs> I think I can speak for you, DJ, uh, in saying so. He was obviously priced up in DFS because he had one hell of a run earlier this year and he played a lot of minutes, just some sort of a, you know, a lockdown type role. Uh, Mason Appleton is a guy with a lot of talent. You know, you watch him play and you're like, oh, he's fast. He's, he's got some good hands. He's got a good shot. He's 2,900 on this slate. If that top power play job sticks, I mean, I don't know. I just think you you have to consider it. He's even gotten some time killing penalties as of late. Um, he just seems to be in a real secure role. Um, and for 2.9, I mean, hell, there, there's, you know, I think that's as good a pun as any. So uh, let's get over to the next game, though. Okay. Well, the uh, last, well, no, the only 7.30 game, uh, we have Chicago at Detroit. Um, Detroit goes out, they pick up Jacob Vrana, doesn't end up getting paired with Larkin, surprisingly, I would say. Um, but nevertheless, we get a interesting matchup. Um, I really, really, really high on Patrick Kane here. Um, 
I mean, if, if I told you a guy had 16 shots on goal in the past two, you probably would think it was Ovechkin, but it's actually Patrick Kane, whose rate shooting wasn't spectacular all year, um, but it has really come on as of late. Back-to-back games against Columbus, 16 shots on net, no goals. Um, so I'm really interested here against a, I, I would say, worse Detroit team than last time we saw them after the de- before the deadline. Um, not that they lost anyone crazy, and you know, they pick up Frana. I mean, well, they lost Mantha, but they pick up Frana, who I think is pretty comparable. Um, so, Matt, what are your initial thoughts here? One thing, just you mentioned the trade deadline. Wasn't it called the Luke Den- Glenn Denning sweepstakes? Like, whatever happened to that? Did Stevie Y's phone <clears throat> just like break? Did he forget? Did he honestly forget that he had Luke Glenn Denning? Like, like he it, was a, the- <laughs> it was a joke, Auto-trade. but like everyone just assumed he was being traded. It was just like, you know, fourth line center, Why win, is it? You know, win draws, like, like, I don't know. I, I, Why does it feel like Luca and Denning's always on Detroit? Does he just always go back? No, he's, I don't think he's ever been traded. Okay. I meant, but he's got to go. I thought he's been traded before. I'm pretty sure he's never been <laughs> traded. I'm pretty sure he's been a Detroit resident <laughs> for life. Um, yeah. Oh, you're kind of right. I think I feel yeah. like everyone thought he was going to Toronto though. Like everyone was like, oh yeah, Toronto's going to get him just because they need. I mean, I guess, I guess they really just wanted to spend the first and fourth for Nick Foligno and why not? Um, yeah. Anyway, but anyways, talking about Chicago at Detroit, um, boy, I just, I get it. Patrick Kane's great. The rest of the team, not so much. Um, so I think I will take the value here on Detroit at home plus 140. Um, Patrick Kane can score some goals. Fine. Um, you know, if he wants to do the goal thing, whatever, I just think Detroit, might do that. Uh, they might be able to leverage Jacob Rana um, and actually use him to his, I would say, you know, correct level of usage, uh, you know, 17, 18 minutes a night playing in a key five on five role. Like he's been one of the best players in the league in turning ice time into points. God, if only Detroit had some guys who could put up some points um, right now, he's playing with Michael Rasmussen, who is, by no stretch a, an elite prospect, but he was a top 10 pick just a few years ago. Um, and he's come in, he's come on strong as of late. You know, he's definitely a guy who fits the mold of a two-way type player, um, but he's on the power play with Larkin right now. So if you're talking like, you know, guys who I think uh, can score in this one, Rasmussen and Vrana are right up there for me. So I'll probably do some sprinkling on it just to be ahead of the curve. Um, but I think in DFS, it will be really where I focus on those guys because of the value they offer and how they let me really spend up on this slate. So um, that's just sort of my Detroit pitch in a nutshell. You don't have to follow me, but I do think it's a, I do think it's where I'm going on this slate. Yeah, I'm going the exact opposite direction, 100%. Um, you, you love doing this to yourself. You just love talking up Detroit every once in a while, every like 15th game. You're like, ah, Detroit might do it finally. Like they might win a GPP. And I'm just like, nah, I'm okay. Um, I will have feel to seen. get. It makes me feel seen, DJ. I, 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 I will recover. I, 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 you know, my scars heal over. And then I'm like, all right, how are we going to get hurt again? Ready to get oh, hurt Detroit's again. on the slate. Perfect. So. No, Rasmussen. I, <laughs> What, what what were we thinking before? We have to jam in 3K Rasmussen with his nine points and two goals. Um, yeah, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. You're gonna have a good. Like, I, I hope you win. I honestly like. Is it the worst play in the world? It's just not for me. Um, I will I will focus on the Kane to bring it and find some value elsewhere. Like 
maybe Hughes Smith or something that I think is just statistically way better. It's not quite as cheap, obviously, but I don't know if you have to dumpster dive for a Detroit line two here. Just not, not for me on a nine game slate, but um, Chicago money line. Yep. Not puck line. I don't think, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be right around three to two. So that's why I kind of like the under, but um, both teams, you know, not the best. So I probably just won't touch the over under. All right. Uh, that gets us to the final game of the night here. Uh, we have Columbus heading into Dallas. Um, Dallas, a minus 190 favorite here, Columbus plus 160. So, of course, you know, the thing we always talk about with Dallas um, actually did happen on Tuesday. Rupe hints, yeah. you know, no indication, but come uh, come pregame skate, he's not out there. He's not playing. Um, so I, I don't really I don't really know what to uh, what to make of this. Um, he'll probably play again. He practiced on Wednesday, but at some point it just gets in the back of your head. Like how hurt is he where he's missing a game, but can practice the very next day. I, I don't know. I just feel like you got to assume when he skates, he's fine. Um, but it's yeah. tough to do that right regularly. So yeah. um, on the Dallas side, I just, I don't see myself laying one minus one ninety for them. Um, and that's no. weird to think of because, you know, Columbus in our eyes has been one of the worst teams in the league this year, but just Dallas does not feel like they've deserved um you know, any sort of like uh, elite contender type respect that you might've thought they could continue uh, given their, you know, run in the bubble last year. Yeah. I mean, the, the amazing thing is like you said about Rupe Hintz, like how hurt is he? Well, he has 32 points in 29 games and he just had a goal and assist in 20 minutes of ice time last time <laughs> out. So I, I guess not hurt until all of a sudden he is. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not touching this game in, in many varieties except for some punts. I don't really think I'll have much Dallas. I just don't think there's a ton of upside, even if Hintz plays. Uh, Pavelski had a maintenance day on Wednesday, so he should be fine. I don't know if you'll see the lines they posted, but he should be fine. I, I just don't think I'll touch Dallas very much here just because they're, they're not cheap enough for me to want to think like they have the upside of a winning GPP stack. On the other hand, I think Columbus has a ton of value, even though I do kind of think I shade the under and the five and a half. Um, just looking at guys like Line a who are really coming on right now and, and producing. And I mean, really there's not one player on Columbus that I think is a, is a terrible play compared to their price. A um, lot, a lot of value here. I probably am leaning towards more of the Bjork strand line, a Domi line um, Domi who was ejected, right. Misconduct or 10 minute. He misconduct was, in the yeah. last game. Um, he did a, he did a so, big dumb. He was a real big, big dumb. dumb. Um, also the Supreme value, I think of Michael Zozado who got a, just a million minutes and seemingly they're just giving him the minutes, um, 25, 20 in the past two, six shots on goal in the past two, a goal in the past two games. Um, uh, I think that him at, you know, what is he three, three is, is very fair with some of these guys. Seth Jones is much, much better play. I don't know if five nines, what I want to spend for a defenseman here, but in his best three games, he has 12 shots on net, uh, six blocks. Mm -hmm. ton of minutes only one point so if you do end up taking some columbus i think it's worth your while to consider him um any right. other thoughts here nope. any props twist my arm max domi plus 380 to score i'm in on it he's been playing Trends. real well like he, he made a big dumb he came back <laughs> to practice on wednesday yeah. was skating right again with bjorkstrand and lining um and i you know obviously i love those two guys you know <laughs> bjorkstrand's an awesome player lining is obviously an awesome finisher um, but Max Domi has had a really good run of form 
Um, even last game before he got ejected, he picked, or not ejected, or maybe he got, I don't think he got ejected, but in any case, he played nine minutes, still picked up an assist. Um, yeah, but, know. you know, coming in, he's had five straight games before that of or six straight games of multiple shots on goal. Um, again, playing between two of the best offensive creators they have. Uh, so I just really like the role for Max Domi. I really like the spot going against this Dallas team at the moment. Um, and yeah, so give me some of that plus 380 odds. That just seems far too high um, for a guy who we know is pretty talented um, and, you know, is playing such a good offensively oriented five on five role. So uh, I will also be stacking that line in DFS possibly to my own demise. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where normally you'd think like, Oh man, he made a big, dumb Dick Domi out there. Yeah. He Tortorella bench, of but, all people. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I said that in the morning skate podcast too. And now I feel so stupid. I kind of like, I was like, there's no way Tortorella is going to go back to this and he totally is going to, and he's going to give him like 40 minutes of ice time. He's like, oh, yeah. thanks for working so hard out there and grinding and um, good here. Are you ready to get to some of our favorite bets? Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's uh, let's just recap, uh, you know, recap the night in terms of our favorite bets. Um, I think I will get us started with not, not the craziest bet in the world, but Austin Matthews is Oracle. Um, I think it was minus 120. Like that just seems like a really, really strong one. Um, I like him to score here. A minus 115, actually. And if you can shop around, find a better line, absolutely go for it. I think Matthews is a wonderful spot. Um, I will take the Washington puck line. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's not the best odds in the world, but the Sabres will have an AHL starting goaltender in net. Um, they only have one NHL starting goalie employed. So if Omar is in, like I might give it like till morning skate because I don't think it'll move it that much. Cause I I'm assuming the odds are already planning on that in advance. Um, so yeah, I think the Washington puck line is pretty strong. I think they'll put up five. All right. That's bold. Um, I'm bold. All right. Uh, let's see. Florida Tampa over. Let's do it. I have, uh, I have both of those teams in my top seven on the slate. So when you're talking, you know, seventh out of 18 and let's see third out of 18, at some point you just got to ride it. So I don't know where exactly the goals come from. Hopefully it's Barkov, um, but it could be some of these depth Tampa guys. I don't know. They just need to get the, just need to get the six. And I think they do that here. So give me uh, the Florida Tampa over. I think I'll also take uh, Patrick Kane. I'm between to score at plus 160 and what I can shop for his uh, shot on goal props. I think it'll be maybe a three or three and a half. Three and a half plus 110 maybe. Yeah, That's about what we're getting. So I'm going to debate it. I'm going to look what I can find and and see what we can do here. But um, those are kind of the two. I think he's going to be really, really good here against Detroit, um, who just is I dig bad, it. bad defensively. Like, name one defensive For sure. They're... Aronic, and it's any good. I... Nope, <laughs> nope that, that's great. Uh, my argument's the exact same on the Detroit side. Um, you know, Chicago, oh, by the way, losing Adam Boakfast. You know, he'd yeah. been playing pretty uh, well this year. So, just another guy they need to insert into the lineup. So, you know, uh, maybe the over on Chicago Detroit where we're looking actually, but uh, anyway, yeah, like, like the, like the Patty Kane call as well. So uh, let's just talk about a couple goalies real quick. Cause you know, that's what we got to do. And then, you know, a couple of the DFS stacks we're playing on this slate because, you know, um, Meany's out here. He's the best guy. He's the guy, you know, just every night he gets, you know, well, look at that five more player props. Perfectly right. 
I think we're more of the DFS guys of the, the you know, the Mayo Media Network's uh, fantasy hockey picks and bets show. Uh, so we got to keep the good times rolling. Are we onslaughting Washington again? I don't know. But let's uh, let's see about some of these uh, stacks. So, DJ, you want to get us started with your favorite stacks for DFS? Yeah, I mean, first off, we are onslaughting Washington, but we're also onslaughting <laughs> Toronto. And I already said it. Matthews, Tavares, Hyman, and Riley, all four of them, I'm going to have. Uh, yeah. I think obviously it's easier to say like, oh, I'll take Tavares, Hyman and Riley and say that power play. But I still think getting a piece of Matthews. And if you want to take out Tavares and Hyman and put in Marner and Kelchenyuk, perfectly fine. Sure. Go for the five on five. But I kind of like the you know, team on a back to back, like Winnipeg to take a couple penalties. Maybe, you know, it could get evened out, but maybe they end up taking a couple more against Matthews and whatnot. And um, we just get a, a power play onslaught game, two or three goals from Toronto's power right. play. If uh, And if you don't play Toronto in any of your lineup, like if you're playing a lineup without Toronto, I think you should consider Connor Hellebuck um, because he is 7,400, 7,300 on DraftKings. And he's a guy who could easily give you 45 saves. Easily. Even if he gives up three goals, he could easily get just shelled here. Oh, yeah. The the Winnipeg team in front of him is tired. Like they're obviously giving up a lot of shots um, to Toronto, you know, pretty regularly. So, yeah, like this is, I think, the spot for that. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's you know, I don't even know, like, if I'll be 50-50 or whatever, but I, I will have some shares of both. And that's not usually a thing I do because usually it's like, oh, I think this goalie does well. I don't want to be stacking against some other lineups because my lineups are a portfolio. Um, but this is one where it's truly boom or bust. Um, for both sides, which I love. Yeah. So, and, and um, you know, kind of in the same vein of what you're saying, if you do stack Columbus, I think it's very worth it to take the starter between Corpusalo and Merce Lankins at 7,100 in a, you know, probably slightly favored below on uh, under on five and a half. If they get the win and allow one or two mm-hmm. goals, and they might still see 30 plus shots. And yeah. um, you could be kind of having the right cheap goalie. So I, I think I'll have them in a few lineups as well. Right. Um Either way. And, and then it's just far as, you know, another stack to consider. Um, if you need a cheap one, Detroit season, baby. Detroit. Jacob Rana is a great player. Jacob Rana is a great player. Oops, sorry. I, I was just signing off. Oh, I get my light back on now. <laughs> I don't know if I, I probably ruined it for the producer. It's okay. I'm sure I look great. Um, but yeah. Okay. Another stack. I'll give one more. Um Let's think. Let's think. Sorry, I was so disgusted by what you had to say that I could think straight afterwards. Um, I don't want to go too expensive again. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll get to. I'll commit to the bit. You know, after getting shut out last game, I think New Jersey comes back and gets at least two goals. At least two. I don't want to go crazy, but they're going to be Ty Smith goal and Jack Hughes goal. Both of them are going to score. Um, I like it. I really I like think it. Ty Smith is a supreme defensive value. Maybe not a complete standalone though and jackie's is the perfect guy to pair with him um, i like it double checking the power play really quickly it's got to be though it was yeah it was it was yep and, and um, Strangovich would be the guy to fit with it if you go three Strangovich. oh my god <laughs> i oh, gotta leave we almost made it we almost made it oh All right. we're so um, close and yeah another stack that i will absolutely be rolling out just to sort of cap things off is um the power play stack in florida um I'm, I'm going to go Barkov, Frankie V, and Keith Yandel. It's a Yandel night, DJ. 
It's a, to keep starts. the end all night. No, no. If Montour starts on the power play, I will never let you hear the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, all right. If he does that, I will wear my Montour jersey to the next show. Okay. If he right. does it, I will order a reverse retro Montour if he scores on the power play. Perfect. Montour reverse retro Panthers jersey if I can find it anywhere. Book it. Okay. Yeah. And that'll, that'll do it for this uh, nine game slate. I hope you all enjoyed uh, our back and forth here. Um, be sure to, you know, rate the video or rate the podcast, subscribe wherever you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube. Um, drop us some of the thummies on YouTube. You know, we, we love to see that people are liking what we're putting out there. Uh, we don't like to see the, the, the thumb down, you know, don't give us the thumbs down. We like the thumbs up. Um, and yeah, you know, just make sure you're checking out the other stuff on the Mayo Media Network. I've already gone over this several times, but there's golf, there's baseball, there's MMA, there's hell there's euro golf there's there's uh geez i don't there's, there's a lot of stuff i mean i've e-sports seen nascar esports soccer like there's just so much stuff if you're out here playing dfs if you're gambling on any sport pat's got you covered um and lastly big thanks to prize fix for sponsoring the show head on over to prizefix.com and use promo code mmn when you sign up for an up to 100 100% match deposit bonus it's free money Go use it and let him know he sent you. DJ, anything else before we go? I want to see at least one screenshot of a prize pick, whether you just show us what you did or you win. I want I want to see it. I want to see a screenshot tomorrow. If I don't get a screenshot tomorrow, I'm going to cry. All right. And that is at DJ Mitchell or at, at DJ underscore 94 right there on the screen. And I am at fake moods. You know, just send it to me too. I like to see what yeah. you guys are. Uh, and I will cry not only because the Sabres lost eight to one. It will also be because you didn't send it. So, all right, that'll do it for us. Uh, best of luck on Thursday, everybody, and we will see you.